So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 5 of Life After Lockup. On this episode, Christiana goes wedding dress shopping and wonders where her sister is. Stan and Lisa get a little too honest with the pastor in couples counseling. Brittany and Marcelino roll up on Robert. Amber and Poppy plan a double date. And Sean gives Sarah an ultimatum. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, things are going pretty good. It's a nice little weekend we got going here. It's starting to feel like fall. Yeah, it's it's we're getting there. It's, I can't believe September's over like already. That's insane I know, right? to me. Yeah. yeah, everything just school year starts and everything just moves at hyperspeed. Yeah, and then it goes really, really slow, especially after winter break. Yes, well then, yeah, then then it slows down. There's different speeds of the year. Right before winter break and right before spring break are usually extremely slow. Yes, right, right. That time in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. We are definitely not there yet. So let's go ahead and get started with this group. Uh, Let's start off with uh, Amber and Puppy. So Puppy calls Amber to meet up. They make nice as Puppy apologizes for being ridiculous and Amber apologizes for rolling up on her. Puppy is hurt because she thought that they were family and she didn't like how she was given an ultimatum. Amber says she tried to be there for her and Puppy disagrees, but thinks maybe that's, you know, what she needed in the end. Amber tells Puppy that her mom is worried and expresses concern that she's violating her parole by not staying at her mom's house. Amber then asks who the guy she's living with is, and Puppy says it's her boyfriend? Her boyfriend, Eric, keeps her on a tight leash and gets aggressively angry when Puppy talks to anyone. Amber is worried for her and wants to keep an eye out. Amber tells Puppy that things with Sammy are good. Puppy tells us that Sammy is uptight and angry and he has a drinking problem. Seeing that they both hate each other's boyfriends, Amber suggests a double date and says that that's what friends do. Puppy goes back home and talks to Eric and tells him she saw Amber. He seems suspicious of the hangout and asks why she didn't tell him before. He doesn't believe that exes can be friends. And he's worried that Amber is trying to swoop in and take his position. Puppy asks him to go on a double date with Amber and her boyfriend, Sammy. Eric then picks up on the fact that Puppy says that they miss each other. And he gets a little hostile, but in the end agrees to the double date. Okay, so you heard what Amber, or sorry, what Puppy had said about Eric before you actually met Eric, and then you kind of met Eric a little bit. Mm -hmm. What was kind of your take on Eric, your first impression? What kind of vibes were you getting? Uh, Yeah, not not great ones, but you're right. I think it might have been kind of the way Puppy put it beforehand. Like when Mm -hmm. the first thing you said is, he keeps me on a tight leash, that immediately was like, oh, red flag, giant flashing, huge red flag. Control, crawling, um, abusive. Yes. And yeah, yeah, and then he gets kind of out of hand. He gets out of like almost out of control when he when I talk to other people. So it was already started as, all right, giant red flag. This guy sounds like terrible news. And we saw him, and he didn't seem great. And so I wonder if that was if we saw kind of best behavior, Eric, and it was still pretty bad, 
right? Because I, I get that it's an ex that she's talking to when she's talking to puppy, but right. it's still like a lot of you don't want to see someone you haven't been dating that long because it hasn't been that long since they've been broken up yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Where he's just like, who are you talking to? Why were you talking to them? What were you talking to them about? What yeah. does this mean? Like that, that's pretty, that's pretty scary. Yeah, I didn't really get super good vibes from Eric either. But what I'm confused about is if he's like that, why is Puppy with him? Right. And that's where the suspicion is because he has access to drugs. Um, I yeah. think is what is what Amber, at least that's the conclusion I think Amber is going to jump to. Well, here's uh, another question. Does Puppy seem sober to you? She did not. I mean, she seemed hungover to me. Um, yeah, she definitely didn't seem like she was in the same state that we saw her in when she was kind of spiraling the last right. season. Yes. She seems more like mellow, like way, way mellow, like very, very calm. So, yeah, that could be a product of being like hungover. She doesn't seem high, but she doesn't seem like when we first saw her out of prison when we know she was sober. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is because it is tricky because even Puppy was concerned because Puppy, I'm sorry, Puppy, Amber. Mm -hmm. Amber was like, you're dating a guy because she thought like. She, she thought that, you know, puppy was strictly, you know, gay and not yeah. wasn't like bisexual. And she's like, I don't know. You're getting a guy now. I don't understand how this is working. And right. especially when you're like, I guess he's my boyfriend. I don't know. That's not not usually a great place to be with somebody. I, I guess is my boyfriend. Yeah, but I kind of see in their situations where it would be like, well, we're having sex. Yes. And I and live that's what there. I that's what I, I guess thought it was that like. He's my boyfriend. We haven't really had. They don't seem like the type of people that have like a. Are we exclusive talk? Where are we? What's our status? Where do we stand? They don't seem like the kind of people that would be having those kinds of conversations. Well, he seems to be having those conversations one sidedly. Who are you talking to? I don't want you talking to anybody else. Yeah, like, but without saying like I'm your boyfriend, you can't do that. Yes. No, but yes, it definitely just sounds like. Yeah, well, I guess I'm staying at his place and we're having sex. So, yeah, I guess that's what you'd call it, right? Like that that seems <laughs> to be where it was. Because I think even she said, I think she even like said that she like still lives at her mom's house. And she was like, you haven't been there in like two weeks. I don't think you live there. Right, right. And I mean, Puppy admitted she didn't really live there. She lived with her boyfriend. But mm-hmm. I don't know why she isn't more concerned about parole now i get that they're under some weird parole where they're like on parole for like 20 some odd years or something like that so it's i i can kind of make the guess that their parole officers are not necessarily up in their business checking in on them every day because that would be a lot right 20 years of getting checked up on every day right but still why is she not concerned that she's not living at her address that she has on file and like she's violating her parole. Why is she concerned about that? Yeah. I just, I mean, she doesn't, she's just been conducting herself with as someone who doesn't care if -hmm. she loses, you know? And it's like, and and that was part of it too, is that she had the part of the conversation where she's like, it upset me and it really hurt me that, you know, you didn't 
respect kind of like respect my path to getting on the straight and narrow and it's like well if your path to the straight and narrow is drugs and alcohol that's not really a path to the straight and narrow right right? and violating your parole and violating your parole like that's that's not really an acceptable path it's like you know i'd like to go south so i'm going to start just driving north for a while and i want you to respect that that that's going to get me there it's like i don't (laughs) that's not going to work like right right? and so but she's kind of like like i do think she wants to be clean and she wants to get better but she just wants it – she just wants what she's always been doing to somehow lead there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of clear Puppy was just interested in doing what she wanted mm-hmm. because, I mean, Amber – I don't know. I'm going to side with Amber on this because Puppy was down kind of a path of destruction. And from Amber's point of view, I don't think Puppy was influencing her in a way that was ruining her situation, right? Like – just because puppy was drinking didn't mean Amber was drinking too, right? right? Amber's definitely got her path. She's got her vision. She's going for it. She's not getting influenced by puppy. But it must have been very hard for Amber to see someone that you love going down a path that they shouldn't be and not and being helpless about it. Yeah. And it's also a just from self-preservation, like yeah. trying to keep her in your life is a good way to end up in a car that gets pulled over with heroin in the backseat right and then she's going back to jail like so she can't you can't be around it you can't you can't let it near you um if you're going to protect yourself and you're really committed to being straight which amber by all accounts seems to be right yeah yeah it's crazy to see amber's mugshot she looks so different i know it was like from years and years and years ago and she was very young but it's just like so funny she looks so different now in a good way. She looks better now, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of those mugshots just are, with the exception of, you know, Lisa, the hair is just a lot worse because they got the mugshot taken. It wasn't like they did their hair all nice. It's all like frazzled and it goes in a oh, co- yeah, weird half yeah. ponytail thing. Well, another <laughs> no example makeup. of that. Yeah, true. I was going to say another example of that is Sarah because mm-hmm. Sarah's mugshot to me looks nothing like her now. Right. Totally. Yeah. All right. So let's let's go to them then. Let's go to Sean and Sarah. So we start with Sarah. She's making a snack and hanging out with her six-year-old daughter, Abby. At this point, she's been out of prison for about two months already and is mostly telling us how hard it was for her to miss so much of Abby's life and milestones like first two, first step, kindergarten, things like that. So then we switch to Sean. There's a lot of bouncing back and forth in this one. Mm-hmm. Who is getting out of the shower and apparently uh, has no chill with real frontal nudity why? on Canada camera. Why? <laughs> why? That was so unnecessary. Like, I was so grossed out. And then I was uh-huh. like trying to think, does this contribute to the storyline at all? No, it doesn't. Producers, what are you trying to do? Like, let me scrub my eyes. The producers were just like, wow, he just came out of the shower. We were right there and the door was open. We oh we have gosh. to use that footage. Like, we have to. No, he let's not think use about that it. footage. Gross. So anyway, he says that he hasn't seen Sarah in the two months that she's she's been out. He says they talk and text over the phone, but their plans to meet up never pan out. He didn't expect that he'd be living in a two-bedroom place all by himself, but at least he got a job in an auto repair shop. Back to Sarah, where her friend Stacy is coming over to hang out and do her hair. Then back to Sean. And now he's talking to baby mama Kelly on the phone, which apparently he does every single day. Crazy. And if that's the case, then they are clearly recreating one of the many conversations they've had where yeah. Kelly tells Sean that the conversation, that the situation where she never see, or he never sees Sarah is really weird. 
Stacy also has opinions about the situation that she shares with Sarah, who actually apologizes to her for letting Sean pick her up instead of instead of Stacy. Sarah says that, you know, Sean is a very convincing person, but she wants to take things slow because of how toxic her past relationships were. And he doesn't seem to really get that. Back to Kelly. Um, Sean is just sitting there like, I don't know, just sitting there sad sacking it, wishing that Sarah would, I just wish she'd show up. I wish we could see each other. Kelly thinks it sounds a lot like Destiny, but Sean says no, because he only sent Sarah a little bit of money, like here and there. Only like five or six grand. Anyway, we keep doing that bounce back and forth thing for everything. Everyone in both conversations, everyone, like three of the four people in the conversations express serious doubts about what's going on here. Except for Sean, who, of course, decides it's time for the ultimatum. Oh, gosh. So next up on Sean's phone adventures, he's calling Sarah and passive aggressively saying things like, oh, I'm just so alone. There's nobody here. (laughs) Which she correctly identifies as being bullshit because nobody asked him to move there. Oh. (laughs) So he says that even if they aren't living together like he planned, at least they could get together once. And that he's suspicious she might be seeing somebody else, especially after she drove off in a car last time they were together. She thinks that it's Sean's pushing that's giving her the creeps and would – things would go a lot smoother if he just chilled out. But he doesn't – he doesn't get that – Uh, He spends the whole phone – he doesn't get that. And he spends the whole phone call playing sad sack and pushing her to meet before giving her one last big push. Either we need to meet up soon or we need to go our separate ways. All right. So, all right. Do you think Sean is being overly pushy here or is Sarah just being like overly distant? Okay. Now, I don't usually defend Sean because he's an idiot. Yes. But he's not – being unreasonable it's been two months he hasn't seen her for two months and sarah's argument is well i don't know you well yeah you're not going to get to know someone by avoiding hanging out with them or spending any kind of time with them and i'm not saying like you should move in with sean like he was kind of expecting but it's like we've got two extremes here the answer is somewhere in the middle And she's just not wanting to spend any time with him. And he's, you know, I think at this point he's tempered his expectations because he literally has not seen her for two months. And so if he just got to hang out with her a couple times at this point, I, you know, I think he would hold back on the whole, hey, I bought a two or I got a two bedroom house like I was expecting you to live with me. Right. I mean, it just seemed like that was the huge disconnect between Mm -hmm. what was going on is like. He thought this was like move in ready. We're about to get engaged type relationship. And she, I mean, based on how she's doing this was like, I like swiped right on the guy. Like, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, like, I know, right? <laughs> which yeah. even still, even if that's what happened, two months is a long time. Like, oh, it's it a is bad, a you can't have a two month texting conversation before yeah. you're like, we're either getting together or not like that's right to keep someone dangling and it's like she keeps on even saying now even though she hasn't seen him like since she got out she goes oh i just want to take it slow how much slower can you go than right now yes there is, <laughs> there is no like, no speed right. slower i don't even understand what she actually wants so at this point i am leaning towards sarah scamming this dude because 
Here's the other thing that I noticed. Like, who do you think is telling the truth? She said to her friend, you know, he's like such a sweet guy. He just sends me money. I don't even have to ask. And then Sean says with Kelly, like, you know, admits that he's been sending her money because she's asking. So it's like, do you think Sean's sending her money because she asked or just because out of the goodness of his heart, he wants to send her money to try, you know, bribe her into hanging out with him? I think Sean is such a passive aggressive person that he's taking her words as requests. Mm-hmm. Like if she's like, oh, man, I really need to figure out how to get Abby new clothes for school. Like what he hears is you should send me money so I can buy Abby new clothes for school. Oh, interesting. Right. I and can so see that. Yeah. if it's the same situation, she's just thought this guy just sent me money. I, I mentioned I needed something and he sent me money and he's like, well, she's asking me for this money. And so I sent it yeah. to her. Because that's what he does. When he says, I'm all here alone, he's not really just saying, let me tell you about my problems. I'm here alone. He's saying, I want you to come over to my house. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. He's not the best at communication, which also confuses me. What the hell is Kelly doing? You know, why is she talking to this fool every day? Daily. Yes. It's like, I don't know. I I understand, like, okay, this is your baby daddy. I understand that, you, you, you know, you want the best for him, but I don't know. Why are you feeding into this idiocy? And yes, I get that this whole time you're just calling him an idiot, mm-hmm. but you're still, like, I don't know, like, positively reinforcing this behavior by being there for him. If she didn't talk to him on the phone all the time, he would feel extra alone, have, you know, maybe reached his breaking point much sooner and moved back to Las Vegas. Yeah, probably. Probably. You'd think at least. I just, I I don't know that Sarah knows how to do a relationship in terms of the, because she, I think she's right. I mean, Kelly? Well, no, Kelly... I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Kelly. Kelly confuses me, too, because it's like she keeps saying she's done with the guy and, you know, threw water in his face where it was like, you actually want to get back together with me. But it's I don't know. It seems like they're trying to get into that. She wants to be in that like friend space. I don't know, because, well, actually, I think I do know because she mentioned it, too. He sends her money, too. That's not the same, though. Like. When he sends her money, that's child support. Yes. And I think Kelly is playing the long game and be like, you know how what makes it easier to get my child support? It doesn't make it like pulling teeth and his crazy amount of effort oh, and like lawsuits true, huh? is if I just keep the guy happy by talking to him. Huh. Yeah, I guess. I could like, see that. I agree. He has to bring the money and he has to send it. And it's not wrong that she asks for it for the kids. I'm not saying mm-hmm. she's scamming him like these other women are. I'm just saying it. he's a – he's – a pretty easy manipulated guy and she's just greasing the skids yeah oh goodness but like so i couldn't get um sarah with her past relationships right i just feel mm-hmm. like part of it is she doesn't know how to let him down and she feels like kind of not guilty but like almost responsible because he did move here and he did send her money that she can't just be like listen I was with you for two hours. You creep me the hell out. And I really don't want to be around you anymore. Oh, yeah. I definitely think he, he creeped her out. You know, she called him psycho on the way yes. out. You know? Yeah. And I just I just think and she's doesn't want to get together with him because he just creeps her out. 
everything that he's done since like reinforces her okay this guy's a psycho Mm -hmm. and i mean yes also because it's like i think it takes a certain kind of someone to do what he has done to have just talked to someone on some prison pen pal site and moved to another state to be with this person without ever meeting them right i would be suspicious of that person like there's something wrong with you that you would do like that's great that you did it for me and i get that like in that yeah that kind of on the one hand you're like oh this person loves me so much that uh you know they would drop everything in their life to do everything to make this work and to be with me but it's like is that love or obsessed in a scary way yes that seems obsessive obsessed in a scary way look what i did for you like yeah i'm seeing the crazy eyes already just in that like in that phrase especially when he moved away from his x number of kids that yes we don't know how many he told her it was but she knows it's more than one i think yeah oh my goodness so yeah i he the more he tries i kind of get where she's coming from she's like you know, backing up. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like I said before, like you can't move much slower than what you're moving right now. So that just means it's over. Yeah. It tells me she's not real interested and it should be over. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, Let's talk about some more relationship drama. Let's talk about Stan and Lisa. So Stan is at home hanging out with the cat when Lisa comes back. Lisa has been staying with her brother, Rick. Lisa says that she did some soul searching with her Bible and came to the conclusion that God doesn't give up on people, so she shouldn't give up on Stan. She says she sees a future with him, and that's why she just keeps trying. Stan says he won't text Tina anymore and then asks if Lisa wants to be exclusive, which (laughs) confuses Lisa because she thought they were exclusive because what the hell? She's been living there. She also points out that, you know, the mantle has pictures of Stan with almost every one of his exes, and that's just disrespectful. Stan didn't even think it was a big deal, and he finally gets it when Lisa says that she can put up pictures of her and her ex-husbands. Lisa wants to go to couples counseling at a church with Stan, and he agrees. Lisa subtly tells him to change before they go. Lisa says that Stan helped her find religion while she was in prison. So at the church that neither of them have been to before, they meet with a pastor to get advice. Lisa tells the pastor that they met for ungodly reasons on a site where they pay for sex. The pastor thinks there is a foundation issue and wonders what they are building with. Lisa reveals more that Stan is texting with an ex and that she demanded a commitment, but she did it out of anger. Stan insists that he still loves being with her even without the sex, but also he wants the sex. <laughs> Lisa oh, then says, pastor. "Yeah." Lisa uh, then says, "Stan makes her miserable," and then she starts to cry. She doesn't think he's the kind and caring and spiritual man she thought he was, and she wishes she was back in prison. The pastor thinks their foundation is rotten to the core and thinks that Lisa sounds like she already knows what she needs to do. All right. So what do you think the pastor is implying? What do you think that Lisa needs to do? Get away from this dude, man. Yeah. Stop. Like you're not going to have – and especially the pastor, they told – the told all their weird like sex things to the pastor and it's like seems very odd because it's like doesn't the church condemn those things in the first place 
well, they generally do amongst well, the paying for it is is not is not is not good. That's not yeah. sanctioned. But a lot of the <laughs> stuff that they do, if you were married, they'd be like, whatever, you're married, it's fine. Go yeah. have, go for it, right? Um, but they're not married, right? No, they're not married. And so, like, the fact that like he's right, that's the foundation. Like that that right. that cannot be the foundation of even if you were more progressive about stuff and you were accepting of what what they're doing and saying it's fine people want to have fun people have fun go ahead whatever man like you can't be like you can't have that be the foundation upon which with you run which your relationship is built if it's going to be you know a serious and lasting relationship outside of that Mm -hmm. and so if if that's all that comes up because it kind of was because you're right because she was like I just wish it wasn't all about the sex. And he's like, it's not all about the sex. But we should do more sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I Honestly, as much as I think Lisa is shady, because she obviously has some secret they keep on randomly teasing at convenient times. Oh, right. Sure. So it's just like, I don't know. They make it sound like Lisa's all in with Stan, but we kind of know that that's not true to no. some extent. I was like, I thought that at the beginning. She was like, I've been doing some soul searching with my Bible. And I was like, are you getting your Bible confused with your purse? Because I think oh, it might have been your purse that was doing the soul searching here. Right. But I don't know. There was just something really sad about how she was crying and saying that she wished she was back in prison. Because I don't mm-hmm. know. It was just really believable. You know, like, yeah, this man makes you miserable. And I feel like you're just sticking it out for the money. And right. you're just, like, getting to the realization, like, this isn't worth it. I, I'm so depressed. I want to be back in prison. Yeah. Um, it's – yeah. I mean, you know what will make me want to go back to prison is the fact that Stan puts all of his pictures in the photoshops and the photo frames from the gift shop. That says oh, like Graceland, Grand Canyon. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> SeaWorld. I'm like, what are uh, you doing? Those are aren't those for children? I'm confused, man. Stan 65. is such a weird guy. What the heck is an <laughs> Alfa Romero? Oh, it's an Italian car. But it's like, you know, it's not a Ferrari. <laughs> it's like one of those people who like you know, want to get people get suits that are Italian suits that aren't like Armani or something. They're like, but it's Italian. It's like a it's not quite as low as a Fiat, but it's above it's above Fiat but below Ferrari in so terms of cars. God is Alfa Romero. What does that mean? I don't know what you when did they mention that? Stan said he's like, "Oh, well, God is Alfa Romero, so I'm going to go to church or something." Oh, I think he was trying to say like at least in the Catholic Church, you say God is the Alpha and the Omega. That's okay. That, okay. So, uh, yeah, I was very so confused. So, it was maybe was some like, sort of pun, but Alfa Romeo is a type of car. Oh, no. He <laughs> said Romero. Like, I I was very confused. I even Google searched it. So, I thought maybe you would know. I was like, maybe it's a religious thing that I don't know about because evidently Stan is Catholic-ish. I am, that was the least surprising thing I've ever heard is that, Kat, get, that Stan is a uh, one of those – I don't know, kind of like me. The uh, I, I, He's probably one of those, you know, I go on Easter and Christmas and like Ash Wednesday. That's so he's Catholic adjacent. <laughs> yeah, cult, culturally Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, uh, and that's the other thing too. All of a sudden, this is the first we've heard of, oh, I am spiritually like born again Christian all of a sudden. Like that, where did that come from? I feel like that would have been something that would have come up earlier. And she's like, oh yeah, 
Stan totally turned me on to Jesus while I was in prison. I was like, did yeah. he? Yeah, and it seems like he's the last person to be doing that when he keeps on talking about his sex dungeon. Yeah. Like, that's not who you typically think is evangelizing. Right, and it's not like he, you know, has that part of his life, but in the other part of his life, he's, you know, extremely generous and works for charities and, you oh, know, no. does things like that either. Like Total tightwad. Yeah. <laughs> no one's getting his money. And so, it, yeah, I'm like very – but it's – I don't know. It's just so much. And then the part where you, do you want to be exclusive? Oh, <laughs> my god. Stan is such an idiot. I was just like, what the hell do you think you've been doing this entire time? And this is what doesn't make sense to me, too. I feel like that was just a convenient thing for him to say to kind of justify him texting Tina. Because it's like, didn't you haven't you guys been talking about marriage? How do you think that you're not exclusive if you're thinking about marrying this woman? That yeah. makes no Each damn of you sense. Has independently yes. requested to set a wedding date. Right. Right. So obviously you think it's both serious. Like, what are you doing? I just think think he assumes that when and this is why probably why he's talking to Tina or whatever. I just think he assumes when she leaves and she doesn't come back for a couple of days that she's just out doing whatever with whoever. And like, okay, well, if she's going to do that, then fine. Two can play that game. (sighs) Yeah, they're not really meant for each other at all in this case no no but in terms of actual wedding dates let's go to john and christiana so john and christiana are checking out wedding venues for the traditional ceremony that she wants to have at one the opera house which is the only one they're going to look at because they clearly paid for it they have this opera house room and christy steps out for a smoke but is really trying to call her sister tara who she wants to come to the ceremony despite you know that whole thing where she tried to make out with her fiance So, John is back at the venue using three different credit cards to pay his $1,000 deposit. And Christy comes back uh, to talk over the Tara situation with with John. He says that he's not really sure about it because who knows what kind of state she's in and what kind of scene it might cause at the wedding. So, then we switch to the commercial scene where John and Christiana are discussing John's dancing skills for the upcoming event. (laughs) He makes some jokes about twerking and she makes fun of his um, dancing that's basically just putting his arms above his shoulder, his hands above his shoulders in a fist and bouncing. (laughs) Uh, That he seems to think is good moves and like believed her when she said, oh, yeah, you're a good dancer. Sure. So then the next course is, of course, my favorite thing, wedding dress shopping. Mm -hmm. Christy is there with her mom and the bar to clear for this wedding dress is very, very low. Oh, so low. Just a dress that fits. Because, you know, last time she got married, they didn't have a dress that fit. So, she just wore John's coat and her prison outfit. So, while mom's Tammy is waiting for Christy to put on the dress, she wonders where Tara is. At this point, Christy has asked Tara to be the maid of honor and she was supposed to be there with them. Tammy gives her a call to see what's up and, you know, just like before, it goes to voicemail. But Tammy's an old lady, so she leaves a message. And and while this... In an interview, she's expressing concern that Tara is using again as her message becomes more and more aggressive. And it goes on ending, ending with Tammy saying she'll send someone to her door until knock, Christy. Knock, knock, no, Bang, bang, bang. Oh, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, because they kept teasing it like, is she going to shoot Tara? But it was like supposed to be somebody knocking. So, so until Christy comes out pulling on a very sparkly, very full coverage wedding dress that has a very long chain train. So... To end, we can, you know, we kind of see it and they hug. But then we end and we switch randomly and suddenly to John pulling up somewhere and going, hey, so I'm guessing the one he's the one 
Tammy sent for the bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Is what that's supposed to guess? I don't know. So, I, I, I guess you start off as how good, good or bad of an idea is try is trying to force Tara into this wedding? Uh, bad idea, especially because it's very much implied. Her mom implied very heavily that Tara's on drugs. That's the reason why she's not there. Um, so, and also I think it's just a bad idea for John to kind of get involved in that too, because wasn't John a former addict or did he counsel addicts? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think he had addiction problems because he was just just a a scammer. Okay. So then maybe it's not so bad for him to be around it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think sending John is a good idea at all. Like don't ever put them in a situation where they're together. If Christiana's still upset about it. Yeah. And I'm sure Tara's probably not feeling great about it either. Like it's, it's like, yeah, that's the riff. That's why she had to move out. Right. Well, no, no. she thinks that's why she had to move out, even though the real reason was just because Christiana couldn't, um, live with another convict. Yeah, so somebody with open charges yes. is what it was. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, it, it, yeah, just it doesn't look like a good situation because Tammy was yeah, Tammy was more than heavily implying she was just like, oh, it's always between the devil, the angel on one shoulder and the devil pipe on the other shoulder, and the devil yeah. pipe wins. And it's like, okay, well, okay, I feel yeah. like I feel like where, where we're at. And so yeah, it doesn't. So it seems like a good. To me, at least, it seems like a good gesture to, you know, extend the invitation and let her be there if she wants to. But like to try to drag her into it by kicking and screaming and being like, well, I really need you at my wedding. It's like that's not going to end well. Right. Right. Okay, so I know wedding dress shopping is not your favorite. Mm -hmm. Would you rank this as one of the worst wedding dresses we've seen on this show in 90 Day Fiance? (sighs) It's pretty low down there, um, but that's also – I'll take that yeah. – it didn't look as bad on her as it would look on somebody else, I think. But just when she comes out in full sleeves, it's always like already like yeah. – Yeah. I don't and know. I didn't very, like those gemstones. Yeah, they were it was like gigantic. A, it was like a disco ball on her chest. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and so it was – there was a lot of dress there and a lot of yeah. things going on. It was very hideous, but you're right that the bar was very low. They're like, oh, this dress fits. And then like just how they were just like, you look so amazing. This was the dress you were meant to. And it's just like, I feel like there's better dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the I, only one you're going to try? I feel like there's got to be better ones out there. I feel like you got to try something else. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I also feel like they probably should have looked at other venues, especially if you have to put like the deposit for this one on three different credit cards. Oh, John. That doesn't surprise me. But although I kind of get the feeling that that would be the case with anything that was of some amount of money, you know, oh, sure. other than, a, a right. you know, a few hundred or something. Cause well, I mean, this this is only this was this was a thousand. I mean, and, yeah, and John's finances just seem all over the map, though. I mean, the, yeah. he's talked about like his like random odds and ends of jobs that he has. Mm-hmm. So I just I feel like his finances are not the most stable thing. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he has to split it among multiple cards. Yeah, which probably all have giant balances on them that oh he's barely like getting <laughs> the minimum payments. Well, I, I'm not surprised at all. He bought a crap ton of stuff for Christiana, like trying to mm-hmm. make things better, like when she first got out. So 
He probably was racking up. Because remember, Tara, uh, she was suspicious that John was back to his old criminal ways because she's like, how did he acquire all this stuff? Yeah. Turns out they just like give you money on the credit card that (laughs) people realize 10 years later, like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have done all that. That was a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, Speaking of banging on doors, let's talk Brittany and Marcelino. So Marcelino comes back after the argument that he had with uh, Brittany in the last episode uh, to talk about the stolen money. Brittany apologizes and proposes that they go to the house to confront Robert. Marcelino is down to ride because he doesn't think that Kanan is handling this well at all. But they also have to get Kanan on board because her name is on the lease. So legally, she's the only one who can be there. Marcelino seems fired up to get their shit. The next day, Kayla, Brittany's sister, comes by to take care of the kids while Brittany and Marcelino are running this errand. Brittany is leaving her wallet and cash with Kayla just in case she has to bail them out. Brittany tells Kayla that they're going to take everything from the house and the plan is to be the muscle if the police aren't there and if the police are there to try to resolve it peacefully. Kanan has been too soft with Robert because she sympathizes with his addiction, but Marcelino isn't here for that. They meet with Kanan to powwow before the confrontation, and Marcelino says not to take no for an answer. As they walk up to the house, the door is wide open, but Robert quickly shuts it and locks it. It's just a safety screen door, so you can still talk right through it. And he just is talking to them and says repeatedly, he's not doing this. Kanan tells Robert that they're actually getting evicted, so they're just there to get the furniture. Brittany is starting to get mad and kicking at the door and ringing the doorbell repeatedly. And Robert is inside with apparently other people, but refuses to come out or engage with them. All right. So uh, do you think that uh, the $80,000 that they invested was all in the furniture? Because why is it that they haven't asked Robert where the money is? They just kind of kept on saying, we're just here for the furniture. We're just here for the furniture. I mean... Yes, I think they said we're here to the my interpretation, which yours might be a little bit better, was that they were there for the furniture because they just wanted him. They wanted him to open the door like Mm -hmm. that'll get us in. That'll get us in the house. It's something that we can, you know, talk to him about the money or whatever, but he can't deny us. That's what she said. Kanan brought her lease and everything because it's my furniture. You can't keep this from me. It's mine. I have the receipts that say it belongs to me. I have the lease that says my name is on this lease. You cannot Mm -hmm. keep me out of my house to get my furniture, right? Why doesn't she have a key? That's like what I was wondering. Also a good idea, a good point if she's on the lease. I mean, does she... She lived there or did she like co-sign on the lease? I'm conser- confused about so what this actually is the, the situation house. was. Okay. So this is the halfway house that they were setting up. Oh. And so that's why all their furniture is in this house, which is why they have the security cameras and everything. So they're just trying to get everything out of this halfway house to try to salvage whatever they can. And Robert's been setting up camp at this halfway house with his supposed druggy friends just hold up in what Brittany's calling a flop house. So okay. I think that's what the situation is. Okay. Cause that was, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't totally clear on who I thought, cause I had thought they just went to Robert's apartment and I was like, wait, does Kanan live with Robert? I'm very, I was very no, confused. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're going there with 50% hood and 50% holy to, um, you know, get this figure. But it's like, and 
it's one thing to say and Marcelino try to be tough with it. It's like and Brittany kind of gets this. It's like you can say don't take no for an answer. Yeah. And it's like, OK, so what's your next step when they say no? Right. And right. It's the same thing. Same thing I always you know, deal with in school when I have administrators and things They're like, all right, we're not going to let them wear hats. I was like, all right. So what are we doing when they don't wear hats? And they're like, uh, I'm like, well, you have to have that part of the plan down because if you don't have that part of the plan down. Then you're just you're just wishing for something. What does don't take no for an answer mean? Are we breaking into this house? Are we going to physically assault this guy or bring in uh, police? Like, what are we doing when he says no? Because he's going to say no. And just it's not you can't win this game. It's not just a force of wills. Like, well, just like it's a staring contest. Well, we're going to stare at him and he's going to say no. Don't break your gaze. Right. He's going to say no. And you can see now he says no. So what does don't take no for an answer look like to you? Especially when he immediately ended was like, oh, uh, I got to watch Brittany. She's going to get in trouble. I'm afraid she might go after this guy. I was like, well, yeah, she might because you told her not to take no for an answer. (laughs) What do you think not taking no for an answer looks like, Marcelino? Yeah, but I know this is a really frustrating situation, but it's like they had to have known that they were going to get locked out of this house. So yes. how are you going to get in? You know, right. like, why wasn't that part of the plan? Yeah. And why they all, if they're all on the lease or whatever, why they all don't have keys is kind of crazy unless he changed the locks. But Possibly. I don't, I don't know if he's that. But at some point, yeah, you have to bring in somebody. It, it, it's, it, it doesn't seem good to just – maybe I guess you try the first time. You roll up. You see what's going on. I don't want to talk about this now. And then you go, OK, we'll come back with somebody who will break the door down because it's my house. Like, yeah. And like have because you on this on this one, yes, on the money, yes, his name was the only name on the money, right? right? And so legally, it was a gray area. On this one, he can't lock you out of your own house, right? Like, you right. can bring the force of a law with you, which I know they're not. I know, I know, they're not excited about getting law enforcement yeah. involved. But it seems to me that if Robert is truly using this as like a drug den, like. How is he kind of okay with saying no to these women with the possibility that they'll call the cops on him? Then what? Mm-hmm. Now yeah. he's in real big trouble, right? Well, I mean, like, people who are using drugs are not usually the most like true. epic planners. They just have true, two-step problems. They're true, like, all true. he knows is I stole money from these women. I'm not opening the door. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get my face bashed in. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, we're thinking, thinking a couple steps down the road, not really there. Just oh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this right now. So, because he's yeah. right, he kept saying, I don't want to do this now. And it's like, well, you're mm, never want to do this. You're never going to want to do it. So, yeah. I don't know when you, when you think this is going to happen because he's been avoiding their calls and everything. It just, it seems like there's a more above board way to do this, what to do what they're doing right now. And yeah. I think they'll probably get to it. Yeah. So, I hope they do. Yeah, I was going to say, I I want justice for them so bad because it just, it really, like, this whole situation just is like, oh, gross. Like, Robert, you're a terrible person. No, just awful. Yeah, yeah. totally. Right. Okay. So, we did not hear from Deontay Nicole, Shane and Lacey, and Brittany and Ray this week. Yes, that was a lot. So yeah. We didn't hear from, it was, I wasn't at quite half, but, you know, a good quarter of them, a third right. of them. Which but is, it definitely looks like we'll see Shane and Lacey and at least Deontay and Nicole next week. I don't think we saw a preview for we Brittany yeah. and Ray. We did not see a preview for Brittany and Ray. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so who was your student of the week then of this group? I guess I'm going to go with 
John? Like okay. very question marky. Um, I mean, he's not wrong with his assessment of what should happen with Tara mm-hmm. and you know, but he's still walking that supportive, I guess, line. And mm-hmm. you know, and he did. He is also seems to be proactively involved with this wedding planning. And I, yeah. I know it took three credit cards, but it wasn't <laughs> like a fight over this is what I want to do. Just, you know, he already kind of had his wedding. And, you know, yeah. he, he's not like short walking and be like, well, uh, gee, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, he's just kind of enthusiastically involved with it and, you know, didn't give bad advice. And if he was the one they sent to bang, 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 yeah. then, you know, he's trying to help her out as best he can. He's trying to be supportive. Right. Um, I actually went with Lisa on this one. Um, she's trying to get counseling. She's not trying to sugarcoat the truth for the pastor, although poor pastor. Um, and, you know, I think she's just trying to better their situation. Now, given, like, it might be a better situation, so she's happier taking the money. But, you know, she's she's trying to work on their relationship. Oh, see, that's... Funny because I went with Lisa for my class dunce. Oh, okay. Oh, that I, might be a first. I read this whole thing as her manipulating him. She wanted to embarrass him by coming, bringing him in front of this pastor. Mm-hmm. She wanted to browbeat him into doing what she wanted to do. Um, she keeps playing, I'm gone. I'm back. I'm gone. I'm back. I'm gone. I'm That's back. True. And it's like, and, and she's trying to convince us that it's about like this godly stuff when we're pretty convinced it's about money um, <laughs> yeah. and about him doing what he wants for money. So I just feel like she's using this thing as a manipulation. I, I, I that's that's kind of how I read it. Now the part where and and so and so that's why at the end of the day I wasn't as swayed by her mm-hmm. crying. I'd rather be in prison thing yeah. because I, I I don't I don't buy it. I don't I don't think it. I don't necessarily think it's genuine. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so my dance was Sean again. Sure. I mean, but the thing specifically was. One, it's been two months since you've seen this woman. Why are you still in Ohio? Yeah. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, two, like, how do you go from, you know, having no relationship with your baby mama because she's throwing water in your face to leaning on her as the first person when things are not going right in your life? Like, but he did that same thing with Destiny. Friends. Yeah, I know. He did the exact same thing with Destiny. That, that, that this made it worse because he... Hurt, pissed her off because he's like, "Why are you talking to your ex?" Yeah, right. So, I mean, so, she yeah. takes it though. I don't know. It's 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 yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. All right. What about your life lesson? Oh, never be in any sort of relationship, personal, business, uh, you know, professional, whatever, with anyone you would describe as keeping you on a short leash. Oh gosh, I know, right? Like that's just a terrible. I can't. I'm trying to think of any. Kind. Of, I really was trying to think of this when I was coming up with my this is a life lesson of like, what's one instance where it would be an acceptable thing to say that someone was keeping me on a short leash? And I Parent, literally could children. not. <laughs> I mean, OK, but what, what what does that even mean? Like because it, 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 to, to a short leash a means shorter than is normally acceptable. Right. Like unless I'm literally talking about my dog that I yeah. need to keep on a physically short leash mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say gets poison ivy or something like that's pretty much it like yeah. kids aren't yeah you know, I, I just don't think of i don't even think of parenting that way i think mm-hmm. of parenting as like oh i have high expectations i have like this but i don't think it's like no no no. i'm gonna yank you and you're gonna come right back like oh, that's goodness. what short leash means in my head 
Yeah. Well, my life lesson also inspired by Amber and Puppy. Um, it's not exactly normal for exes to double date. So you just can't be surprised when your current partner questions that whole situation. And you also better be prepared to really explain and reassure your partner. I don't think Puppy did the best job at doing that. No. She's kind of like, oh, we're hanging out because we miss each other. He was like, what? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I mean, she, really, did you plan ahead in your mind at all, like having this conversation with him? And then also, I don't think she did a really good job of reassuring Eric at all. You know, it, it didn't really sound like she was like, oh, no, baby, it's you. You know, like I would never think of leaving you or anything. She didn't reassure him. You know, she wasn't really right. explaining. It wasn't, it's it like, wasn't like, oh, no, me and Puppy are romantically done. I just, you know, yeah. miss my friend and it was things like that. Because you're right. right. It is for I mean, even forget this situation. It's an X thing. It's definitely like yeah. it, it's you, you have to have some preparation before like i want to hang out with somebody you used to sleep with and you're like wait a second <laughs> we have to we gotta and it's okay it might it, it, there are totally pl- situations where that is fine and it works out fine and it's like you know oh, it was a long time ago and xyz blah 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 it's fine but it's like it can't be just like oh you know because we miss each other like, i know right <laughs> that's the worst reason to hang out with your ex <laughs> the worst reason well the other thing too is how serious do relationships have to be before it's no longer like a double date and you're just like hanging out as couples or doing something as a couple. Like yeah. where does double date end and couple thing begin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely idea. don't think puppy is there with Eric. But no. I feel like once you've crossed that threshold, it might be a more acceptable thing. But not like not the way she did it. Agreed. Right. Right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I don't know why, but this season, like, I, I'm i just excited for it. it. Just every episode's been pretty good and moving along and yeah, interesting things def- are happening. Yeah, it's definitely been episodes where I are, and oh, fine, is, is, is it the most, is there definitely things that I watch and I'm like, this seems set up. It's like, yeah, fine, but that's just the show, yeah, right? But it's entertaining and like, I really like this date, season so far. The double far. date is very much a setup, but okay, it's going to be a setup where like, Things are going to happen and it's going to be dumb and stupid. People are going to do dumb things. And that's what I'm here yeah. for the show for. <laughs> so, yeah. And I was going to say, and it also made me realize, like, the couples that I don't miss, because I feel like the ones that I would kind of almost dread, like, oh, I got to cover, like, Andrea and Andrea Lamar, Lamar this week mm-hmm. or Sarah Michael this week. It's kind of like, yep. oh, I'm so glad they're not on right now. Right. Well, and at least, like, in the ones that are kind of would get old you know, because they've been retreads, they're going to be the yeah. third season is Sean and he's with somebody new. Yes. Right. And so it's not the same dynamic, just playing itself out right. over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's, it's been a good season so far. And we're I don't know. We're only on episode five. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see if we can keep that at the end. We're like, that was a really good season. Or if we're like, it started yeah. out really good. And then, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back uh, this time next week. That's right. Okay, see you then. All right, talk to you then. Bye. Bye.